I had a great discussion with the wife this weekend, and I think I want to share it, our little discussion. I think it'll be helpful. Maybe it'll be so helpful that I'll change the name of the podcast to Conversations with the Wife, and I want to share them. (laughs) This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. So this could be a really good episode. This could be one of my best episodes. Uh, Really, if you listen to the details, it should change your life if you need your life changed. Uh, So if I bring the detail that I brought with my wife, and she had some good details too that I'm going to share, and if I bring the energy required, because sometimes it's not necessarily information, it's the energy behind it. So I'm going to bring the energy, and then I need you to listen in. I need you to listen in because everybody can relate to this one. So this could be a phenomenal episode. So here we are, uh, a weekend at the Spencer residence. We put the kids to bed and we like to have an adult conversation without kid interruptions after they go to bed. So we sat on the back porch. It was a a pretty nice evening. And uh, we were just talking about stuff and I brought up my career. Uh, and she helps with uh, our company, S7 Wellness, so she, so she can relate, and it was fun. And I talked about, uh, you know, I can tell what type of client I have right away, just right away. And she's heard me talk about that before. And uh, and it's good for us to talk about this stuff because, one, we come up with good ideas. We come up with things that our clients need. So so they get more if we implement some of those ideas. Also, if her and I are discussing our own nutrition and health, it helps us do better. Just like me making these episodes, honestly, it helps me. I'm kind of like coaching you, but I'm reminding myself because I think we need reminders more than we need taught. So that's why we have these conversations. And so I said, wife, you know, I can tell when I have a certain type of client right away. I said, sometimes they message me their weight and I know what type of client I have. Sometimes they hop on the very first phone call. I don't even, you don't know someone. You don't know someone, their personality after a 30 minute phone call. You don't, you don't. But I, I ask the same questions to everybody and I listen to how they answer, not their answers. I listen to how, I listen to their tonality. Okay, and I can tell right away after that conversation. Sometimes right after the first week, I I know. But my point was, I know right away. So how do I know by someone's weigh-ins? Because I know if somebody got bigger or they have like certain health concerns. So like if somebody gets to 550 pounds, I know that their mind got them all the way to 550 pounds. Okay, I know that their habits are are really bad and and they've been sticking with bad habits for a really long time because you don't gain 500 pounds in, in a night, okay? Nobody's done that. And so, and so it's not just like big people are like doomed. No, absolutely not. I think everybody in the world, no matter where they're at right now, can get healthier, can lose weight, can get in better shape, can improve their metabolism. Everyone, everyone listening to this. But... I know that if you've been sticking with pretty bad habits for a pretty long time, it's going to take a long time for some of these to stick. And that's the hurdle. So what I'm looking for when I'm talking with somebody new is like, okay, what are we going to really have to work on? And I know their weaknesses right away. And once I identify their weaknesses and our other coaches identify the weaknesses, everything becomes easier. Because once we make their weaknesses a little bit stronger, the results are so much easier. I'm not going to like look for their strengths. 
and then like, you know, try to make them better at their strengths. No, the big boulder that's holding them back needs to be improved. Not, it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be improved. So what do I look for? Right away, what do I look for after somebody signs up is if they're overly excited in the beginning. They sign up and they are just far too excited. They uh, are posting on Facebook like how excited they are. You know, this is day one of my journey. Watch out, folks. Next time you see me, I'm going to look different. You know, they'll tell me, Spencer, I am going to be your best client. That's what that's that's what I want to be. I'm going to be your best client. You know, there's been people that kind of plan for like, you know, I can't wait to have an interview with you about uh, my progress and how well I've done. We should, you know, it's almost like this... Uh, they don't say these words, but almost like this energy, like we should get that planned, shouldn't we? And uh, and so I, the reason overly excited, I, I think, is a red flag is because it's too emotional. Now, emotions can go in the happy direction. So being excited is fun and great. And I don't ever tell anybody like, you need to like lower your excitement level. I'm never, I never say that. Uh, that would be mean in my opinion. But I know that when the going gets tough, these emotions will turn to negative. These emotions will force quitting. That's what I know. And 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 so I'm just going to go through a, a list of things that I look for and see. Also, uh, so the next one I'm going to talk about is they want to hurry up. Okay, uh, get. I need to get through all this information. I need to hurry up. What's the next thing? Well, I, I'm going to do that. And then what's the next thing? Okay, I have this question. I need this answered immediately. And really, why why are they hurrying up? It might look like eagerness, but really it's just, I want this result so that I can be done. I want this result so that I can be done. They're trying to hurry up to be done versus the person that does really well. When they start off, they're not as excited. They're just like, hey, I'm, they are a little excited, but they say like, I'm excited to get started. They're not planning for like being the most incredible before and after picture. They don't tell me they're going to be ripped. They just are excited to do the actual work. They're also more slow and methodical. They're not trying to hurry up the process. They're like trying to make each habit uh, a real habit. They're trying to do it the proper way. So it's a little slower. And if you do it the proper way, it is a little bit slower. It sometimes can be how they were raised. So that's a question I ask is like, hey, what was your upbringing? Well, we ate out a lot. We went through fast food every day or every other day. I'm like, okay. That's a hurdle. I know that if you were raised, you know, you your upbringing and you spent several years going through fast food with parents, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong at all. I just, I have more hurdles I need to handle because I'd be willing to bet that you're still relying on restaurants. Is that true, person? And they're like, yes, I am. I can admit it. I've, I've never kicked it. So sometimes it could be how you were raised. If, you know, other examples are like some families when the weekend gets here, they're active. They're going, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's walk around the lake. Let's go to the park. Some pop a movie in. Some pop multiple movie movies in. And now with Netflix, some families just sit and watch Netflix and, and kind of munch on stuff all weekend. That's okay too. But it is just more hurdles for this client. It is just more hurdles for the coach to help get this person through. Okay. Also, somebody that struggles and might get to a certain point uh, they're always negotiating. Whereas somebody that does a little bit better and has uh, an easier time with setting good habits, they have non-negotiables. I'm going to do this. And because I said I'm going to do this, I'm just always going to do this. Whereas somebody that struggles is always negotiating. I made an entire episode about negotiating. 
because it's huge. They wake up and they wonder if they're going to do their workout. Now, keep in mind, on Monday, I will assign them a workout that they're supposed to do, but they see it and they wonder if they're going to do it. Well, maybe I'll do that later. I don't know, though, if I have time, if I get off work at the right time. Well, if I have energy, well, I don't know. And then they, they, those are the ones that skip. They're always negotiating. Well, I will follow the nutrition plan unless I get invited out. I will follow the nutrition plan unless my favorite food is presented in front of my face. Here, let, me, let me tell you about nutrition. Your favorite foods are always going to pop in front of your face. They're your favorite foods and they're uh, readily available probably. So the, the point isn't nutrition on that one. The point is always negotiating whether they're going to follow the new habits or not. Now, this is another thing, another point I made, because my wife was kind of like, well, well, what do these people do? And I was like, well, I'll give them a list of 10 things. I really don't give a list of 10, but it's like, let's say just for a round number, it's 10 habits. All right, these are the things that will change your life. You're going to change your body, your health by doing these 10 things. Good person does eight plus. They do eight or more. And they do a pretty good job at each eight. Somebody that struggles does four of those habits and they half-ass those four as well. So not only are they doing way less of the good habits, they're not doing them very good. And for some reason, there's something in their head where they think they're doing pretty good only because they weren't doing some of these habits before. You know what I mean? Well, because I, I, oh, I was not working out before I signed up and I am doing half of each workout or I am doing two out of the four assigned workouts, well, I'm probably going to get a little bit of results. That That is what I think the mindset is. And with nutrition, it's like, well, I wasn't eating an apple a day per before. Now that I have added an apple, I feel healthier. And so I bet I'm going to get results. So it's like that mindset that holds them back. And actually they struggle. Actually, they struggle. And it's hard to like talk them out of those habits. Like, hey, you're doing four habits, but not very good. And we, we need to do them a little bit better. And we might need to fit in, you know, a couple more here and there. And they're not very coachable. You can't get them to change out of that. I don't know what it is there, but that's what I want you to look at is like, are you a person that does eight out of the 10 or even more? And you do all those habits good that you're doing, or you do four out of the habits. You're very in and out. You kind of do them. You, you don't give the detail. And those are the things I look for so that I can tell right away, okay, what do I have to work on with this client? Okay, what are the results going to be? And so, and so we, I identified it. These are the things I look for. And then, you know, we did a good job of discussing like, okay, how do you help somebody that is honest with themselves? And they are that person that struggles with all that stuff I just listed. And if you're listening to this and that's you, I want to help you overcome that. And it can and it can pop up in and out too. So sometimes somebody is guilty of all those things. They do really well, but then all those things come back. And so people can get off track even after doing well. So this this podcast is not just for somebody that struggles every single day of their life. This is for somebody that just struggles in and out maybe. Okay? And so how do you overcome that? You have to, one, speak to this person's mind. It is their mind that is not allowing them to do the program properly. It is their mind. They don't think they can achieve what you said that they can do, and they're not really willing to try. So they're they're actually correct. They're like, well, I don't think I can achieve that. And then they don't follow through with the things to achieve it. And then they're like, see, told you I'm not good at this, or told you I can't do it. But to overcome it, what I think you need to do is pick one habit on day one. On week one, actually, 
Now, the easiest habit, in my opinion, as long as you have two legs, you're not disabled, is walking. Everybody can walk. You can set a small walking goal or a, a big walking goal. It doesn't matter. It depends on the shape and size of your body, whatever. Walking, I think, is the easiest. So the program should be week one, I want you to work on steps only. Well, no, Spencer. I, I want to do more than steps. I'm excited. I paid a lot of money for your program. I want to do nutrition. I've heard you're a great nutrition guy. I don't care. You're not ready for it. Well, I want to go to the gym and work out. Remember when I said that on, on our phone call? I don't care. I need you to be really good at walking. And so what you do on week one is you make sure that they hit their steps goal. Let's say it's 7,000 steps. Week one doesn't usually go very well. They have a day where that's 2,000, 3,000. They have a couple that are seven and you're proud of them. They have another one that's 4,000. It's very in and out. And so you have to tell that client, you have to tell that person, nope, you didn't do good at the very number one habit of steps. You're supposed to hit 7,000 every day. So we got to try again. Week number two goes about the same maybe slightly improved sometimes. And then finally by week three or four, probably four, they get 7,000 steps per day, every day. And that's after a month. So you spent three weeks or a month working on just steps with this client and they're probably not happy because they're expecting to get a food list and recipes and and advice from a, a nutritionist and detailed workouts and they wanted to join a gym and you just told them steps only for the first month. Because why would you do that? Because you want to make sure that that steps habit becomes your real habit, an automatic habit that you can just always rely on without thinking about it. That's what it takes. And so what people actually do is they want everything all at once. Like I said, gym membership, nutrition. I want to sign up for a marathon. I want to drink a million gallons of water. I want to buy supplements. It's just too much. And so what happens is they get burnt out on all that stuff and they end up quitting. And then none of those habits stuck at all. None of them. None of the 10 that they tried all at once actually stuck. Then when they get to three weeks or a month or however long it takes, there might be somebody, it takes two months or three months to make sure that they get their steps down and that they become automatic and that they get them scheduled in their day. Because that's like the first thing I have to overcome is like people are busy and they're like, well, I don't have time for steps. And I'm like, you're going to find a way to get steps. You're going to put it in your calendar and you're going to get up. And then they're like, and then after they finally get a week that goes seven for seven, they got all their steps. Then they're like, oh, you're you're right. But they push back in the beginning until they find out you're right. And so once you get to that point where they go seven for seven on their steps, okay, client, you are ready for habit number two. You've done nothing but steps. You finally got it. Now you're ready for number two. Let's say number two is nutrition. And we're only going to do protein. No, Spencer, what do you mean? I want you to assign me calories. No, Spencer, please send me your food list. No, we're going to only work on protein. That's it. You're going to enter a food log so I can see if you're eating protein. And you have to hit this number of protein every day. Well, how many carbs should I be eating? I'm not telling you that. We're working on one thing. You got steps. Good job. Now you have to go seven for seven out of the week getting protein. And guess how it goes? Week one on protein, not that good. In and out. Really far away from their protein goal. Week two, a little bit better. Finally, after one month, they are now good at steps and protein. And you have two habits that are like nearly solidified in their life for good because you went slower. You took it a habit at one, at once. And then you do the same thing. They finally get their protein solidified as an automatic habit. They found the great protein sources. Now you move on to habit three. 
and then you go through it until they are completely changed. And changed is lifestyle. Changed is not lose 90 pounds, gain 95 pounds back. That's not changed. That's temporary. That's like forced, and then you just, you pretty much ruined it. This episode should not feel tough at all. This episode should not feel tough at all. It should feel like you're getting um, an overview or advice from somebody that sees a lot of people come through programs, whether it was gyms back in the day, different online meal plans I've done, and now my online program. I've seen so much of it that it would be better if it went like that. But nobody is doing that. One, it would take a lot of energy from the coach. It would take so much energy. One, they'd have to be a tough coach. There are coaches out there that are a little bit too nice because when you deal with people, you can, uh, you know, sometimes there's a confrontation, but sometimes confrontation isn't bad if it's for their better results. Like, no, I, I, I'm not listening to you and I expect you to do it my way. That's sometimes a good coach. And sometimes coaches aren't tough enough to do that. So the coach has to be tough. And then also it takes a lot of energy. It would take sometimes too much energy for the coach. They'd have to be on the phone with that person all the time. Like, hey, you didn't get your steps today. What happened? Hey, you didn't eat your protein today. Tell me, what is going on? You know, you got to stay You gotta stay on them. And that's not possible because it's not possible to do that much because I've done the phone calls. I It was only weekly phone calls and I, and I, I got to like 20 clients. That's 20 phone calls a week because I did weekly check-ins. It was too much. It was too much. I wasn't, I wasn't helping enough people and, uh, I wasn't growing a business. I I didn't want to do it. I got to 20 clients, 20 phone calls a week, and I didn't want to do it anymore. It was too much energy for me as the coach. So, so that, so you want your coach to enjoy what he or she is doing. You do, because then you get a better product and you get better energy. You get a more focused coach. And so I don't do those weekly phone call check-ins anymore. Now, every client knows that they can get me on the phone if they want to. If they're struggling, I would love to discuss how to get over the hump, but it doesn't require a weekly phone call. Also, uh, it goes against the grain of what the client wants. Somebody pays a good amount of money for a detailed program or coach, and they want to do it all. And I kind of don't blame them because they're trying to get their, their money's worth. But actually, that's the wrong way, especially if someone is is struggling and has been for a long time. They have terrible habits, they're fairly big, and they've been doing these terrible habits for a long, long time. It goes against the grain. If I told somebody that just signed up, we're only working on steps for the first month, a percentage of people would be unhappy. A percentage of them uh, would probably listen, that'd be fun. But a percentage of them would be unhappy. And that's why I think most people don't have their health. This fe- this feels against the grain. It fe- your mind says this isn't right, but really it is. And this goes for everybody. I know that like I'm talking about like certain weigh-ins and like people that struggle more than others. So if you're in that struggle, you can kind of relate. But guess what? A good client can relate to this episode because they get off track. They do good for six months and then they all of a sudden can't figure it out. And to get back on track is the same method. You pick one habit, you solidify it, you make sure it's perfect, you feel good about it, you have momentum. All right, now you pick habit number two. That's how you get back on track as well. This really, I don't know, if you sit down and take notes, this this could really change you. Um, That sounds so arrogant, but like I just, 
I've so, I so was connected with what we were talking about with my wife here. I, uh, I was so connected with them. Like, that's it. That's it. How do I get people to understand that though? I don't know. Maybe it's by taking notes from this episode. So maybe start there. Because it, it's got to be, it's got to be against the grain. A lot of you don't have uh, good habits that you've been sticking to. You're very in and out. You work out for a while and then you quit. You do steps for a while, then you quit. You have to figure out a different way. And I think it's this way right here. It takes more mental toughness too. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.